ready for your word this morning? 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 26. It's Paul writing. This has been the, uh, the context, the framework of our entire series that we've been in for the past little while. And it says this, for just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many, are one body. Every shout one body. One Come on, every shout one body. So also is Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Indeed, the body is not one part, but many. So if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it is not for that reason any lesser part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any lesser part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is... God has arranged, this is the magnificent part in all this, as it is, God has arranged each one of the parts in the body just as he wanted, the way he's designed it. And if there were all the same part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. If you haven't been a part of this series, I want to encourage you, get onto our podcast, get a hold of it so you can kind of get what we've been working through these past few weeks. Verse 22, on the contrary, those parts of the body that are weaker are indispensable. I love that part, because so many times we can walk into a place like this and we can think that we have to have it all together, that life has to be perfected, that you've got to have everything moving in the right direction, and what Paul is writing right here, the parts of the body that are in weaker moments, those of us who are feeling, you are indispensable, and those parts of the body that we consider less honorable, we clothe these with greater honor, and our unrespectable parts are treated with greater respect, which our respectable parts do not need. Instead, God has put the body together giving greater honor to the less honorable so that there would be, watch this, no division in the body. No division, no divide. But that the members would have the same concern for each other. So if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So today as we close out our series, Anatomically Correct, I want to speak to you from the subject systems of immunity. Systems of immunity. As we look at how the church is supposed to love and care for one another. Would you pray with me just one more time this morning? Father, we love you. God, we worship you in this moment. I thank you that we can come together collectively with all of our backgrounds and all of our different places and spaces that we can come from and we can be united. That we can worship the one name that is above all other names. And so in this moment, God, as we open our hearts and our ears to receive your word this morning, God, I pray that you would speak to us that you would teach us, equip us, empower us, give us everything that we need to, to face the life that, that we're facing, to walk out the calling that you have for each of us. So we're grateful for the joy and the hope that we have in you. And so I pray this morning for every single one of us, speak to us now, God, we're listening. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, and everybody shouted. Amen. Amen. I love the fall season. Anybody a fan of fall? Come on. I, I love the fall. It's jacket weather. Come on. It's accessory season. <laughs> this is the season when all the guys start pulling out scarves. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm just helping you out now. All the ladies said, amen. <laughs> Sweatshirt weather. Fireplace weather, pumpkin spice latte weather. <laughs> I love the fall. The fall is a magnificent season. 
Um, we were sitting out last night on our balcony. We had the music on. We were, we were listening to that song. This is how I find my bed. You hear it like 18 more times, I promise. But we're just sitting out, and, I was, and the wind was blowing, and it just had that fall crispiness in the air, right? And I was just like, this is it. This is the season that we, that we love and hate at the same time because we know in just a few short weeks it's going to transition to winter. Right? Where all the skiers, they come out and they're super happy and full of endorphins and the rest of us go into depression. And so, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You can tell who skis and doesn't ski. Everybody's like, it's winter. And everybody, all the skiers are like, hi guys, how's it going? I ski. But there's one thing I hate about fall. There's one thing I hate about fall, and it's the sickness season, right? And this is the season when your kids start coming home. I know for our staff, like I'm waiting for it. Like I'm waiting for the phone calls, right? So-and-so sick today, sick today, sick today. And it's a Petri dish, right? All this stuff starts going around. One kid gets it, then I get it, then she gets it. And like it works through its house 15 different times until spring, you know? And then we're praying for spring because it's just like my house has been like a box of boogers for the entire <laughs> <laughs> fall and winter season. <laughs> Some of you are like, what kind of church did I step into today? So we pray every season, every fall season, we're praying, God, please, please keep us healthy, keep us strong, keep our immunities intact, right? Because you hope that through the last season of the sickness season, you built up some antibodies and some immunity and everything like that. So hopefully this season, all the stuff that's going around, you won't, you won't get it. Everybody starts freaking out about the flu and getting shots and all this stuff. And you're like, God, please make sure that I don't get this. And this portion of scripture that, that we just read, this last part of it, the back side of it, is that God has put the whole body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable so there would be no division in the body. But that the members would have the same concern and care for each other. It's right here that Paul lines out for us the idea that the body, the church, has an immune system. That we have this system that's put, been put in place by God to make sure that the body is healthy and cared for. That we can remain healthy no matter what season that we find ourselves in. That doesn't mean that it's perfect. Oh, no, it's not perfect. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be moments where there's sickness and some, some things that aren't going the way that we want it to. But what Paul is saying, and what I want us to kind of grab a hold of this morning that we're going to work through, is that the body has an immune system. And that immune system has been put in place by God so that we can stay healthy as a body. Because many of us, if we're, if we're honest, we've experienced unhealthy bodies before. Some of us have come from what I call church hurt backgrounds been hurt by faith, I've been hurt by church, I've been hurt by religion. We can just, can we be honest in church today? And so my, my job as a pastor is simply this, is I want to help us strengthen our immune system. I want us to be the body that God has called us to be, a healthy place. But here's what happens. We have a tendency, because of experiences of hurt and frustration and pain and everything like that, we have a tendency to try to sanitize as much as possible. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The sanitizer everywhere, clipped around your neck. <laughs> this is the season where the kids' ministry, they have sanitizer everywhere, like, like just weapons of sanitizer, just squirting people as they come in, <laughs> right? It's like squirt guns. <laughs> we try to sanitize everything. We become the parents that don't let our kids play outside. 
Because we don't want them to get dirty or eat dirt. Come on, do I got some people in this house who ate dirt when they were a kid? Come on. There were two things I ate when I was a kid, dirt and Elmer's glue. Can I get a witness in church today? And I turned out fine. <laughs> oh, it's only 11. Wait till 5 p.m. tonight. It gets, it gets good. So we try to sanitize everything. We try to make sure that it's clean. We bleach it and we clean it. Here's the problem. God never designed nor desired a sanitized church. He doesn't want this thing bleached. He doesn't want this thing as clean as possible. Why? That's why he gave us an immune system. Because the church is supposed to be a place where anybody and everybody's welcome. There's going to be some dirt. There's going to be some funkiness. There's going to be some things that are going to creep in. And just because we've experienced something in the past doesn't mean that has to be what we experience in the future. Just because we've experienced hurt in the past doesn't mean that we have to walk through the same thing in the future. And so what I want to work through this morning is I want to work through what the immune system is, and more importantly, how it helps us stay and be a healthy body. Come on, show of hands. Like, not a trick question. How many of you want to be a part of a healthy body? Now, I, I want to. That's, that's what I want. So I enlisted the help of my good friend Dana, and uh, she's one of our, our resident uh, nurse studies, and I go to her to help me through some of these things. And, and so I asked her, Dana, can you help me explain the immune system? And so... Uh, and uh, after I sent her my, I sent her my notes originally, and I was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about saying about the immune system. Like, what do you think? And she texted me back. She's like, we need to talk. <laughs> and so I knew that I was probably off track a bit. So she's like, let me put some things together for you. And, uh, and, and I want, like, we're going to just read what she says, because I think it's a brilliant example of what the immune system is, so we can understand it, that we can work through some of these principles I want to I work through. This is what she said, and I quote, The immune system is a system of the body that's main function is to fight away pathogens, which in other terms are unwanted organisms in the body. From the moment that we are born, the immune system is actively working to protect us from exposures to these unwanted organisms. At birth, the body already has specific organs, specific layers of the skin, and specific inflammatory mechanisms to fight against some of those, these exposures. No other assistance is required. We were simply born with a good portion of our immune system already developed, unless a genetic complication, etc., for other medical personnel in here. Ha. As we are exposed to these pathogens, which can be caused by a virus or bacteria, our body develops more defensive cells or stronger immunity. The immune system uses what is called an inflammatory response pathway, which releases specific cells into the bloodstream to work on destroying or inhibiting either the bacteria or virus from further damaging the affected tissue. This is awesome. These cells that are triggered by the damaged tissue site actively work to return the affected area back to its healthy and functioning state, which ultimately allows the tissue or organ to begin to benefit the entire body again. Thus, in a nutshell, is the immune system. In other words, it's the, it's the system in the body that fights for and maintains health in the body. And this is a vital part of the body because without the immune system, we become weak and deficient in areas. The body is impacted in very destructive ways. As Dana pointed out, the immune system provides protection. Everybody shout protection. It fights our internal and at times external battles even when we don't realize it. And the immune system does this through a series of immune responses. And I want to look at those responses 
today and connect them to a, each of us, to us as a body, and how each response works itself out practically. Because, see, as a church, as a community, a body, we act not just as a collective body, but as the immune system as well to maintain health, vibrancy, efficiency, and life, and we provide care for one another. So I want to look at three responses of a healthy immune system, what they look like, what they are, as we fight for the protection, health, and care within the body. And I need your help this morning to come over. Shout number one. First thing we need to understand about the immune system is this, what they call the innate immunity. Innate immunity. More definitions. i got to work through some stuff. So lean on the edge of your seat with me, okay? Some definitions and some thoughts, and then we'll, we'll get to the meat of this thing. Found this quote the other day, and innate immunity is described like this. Everyone is born with innate or natural immunity, a type of general protection. Many of the germs that affect other species don't harm us because of this protection. It's this innate immunity. It's built in. It's organic. It's there. So this is what Jesus meant when he said, I will build my church in the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Why? Because there's an innate immunity within the body that he's designed. As he's put it together, he does it. He, he makes this thing. As he's arranged the parts, he's helped make this innate immunity. Paul would liken it to the same idea in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. He says this, now there are different gifts but the same spirit. There are different ministries but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. And watch what it says, verse 7. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for what? The common good. The common good. In other words, there's an immune system at work within the body. The God is placed there, and we don't even realize it sometimes. You don't realize, I don't realize many times that I'm a part of it. You are a part of it. I know for some of us it's scary. Don't look at your neighbor, just look at me. But we are all part of it as he has designed it. Again, Romans chapter 12, 3 through 8. This is Paul writing. He says, for the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Oh, come on, somebody. You ever met that person before? <laughs> Again, just look forward. <laughs> I mean, I've been there before. I've been in places like this where you're like, well, that person, that person, and that person, they think more highly of themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And that's why Paul says, hey, listen, don't think more highly of yourself. Why? Why? Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. In other words, no one's better than anyone else. We are all a necessary part of the immune system of the body. Now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given us, we have different gifts of prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith, of service, use it in service, of teaching and teaching, exhortation, exhortation, giving with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. Here's the deal. God has given through design an innate immunity within the body that's there to protect and bring health to the body. This is what I want us to hear this morning, is that you matter and you are a part of it. Every single one of us in here matters and is a part of the body. So when there is a piece missing, when one of you is missing, when one of you is not connected, then there is a gap in the immune system, and we now are just a little bit weaker because of it. That is why we believe in connection. That is why we believe in unity. That is why we believe in community, because when you're missing, I'm now weaker. When Bree is not connected, come on, somebody. When Bree's not connected, the immune system is just a little bit weaker because we all need a little Bree in our lives. 
right? When Justin's not connected, the immune system is weaker for it. Why? Because we need a little bit of this in our life. <laughs> this is how I fight my battles. When Tabby is not connected, we're weaker for it because there's a part of the immune system that's missing. Because here's the problem. So many of us can walk into a place like this. I mean, I'm just a face in a sea of faces. I'm just another person in a seat. I don't matter. Oh, but you would be wrong. That would, that would be the enemy's goal is to get you leaving this place today thinking, man, I don't matter. I'm not a part of this thing. I'm just one in many. And while we are just one in many, one can't say to the other that that one's not important. Because God's put us all together for a reason, to make up the body, to make up the immune system. And when we are weak, because you're not connected, we don't get to be everything that God's called us to be. We need you. I need you. She needs you. He needs you. It's the immune system. So there's this innate immunity. And that's when Jesus, I'll, I'll, I'll build my church. And I'll make sure that people come to know me. That's what we talk about every week around here. This is why we say invite people, bring people, kidnap people, get them to church. <laughs> Bribe them. Right? Because <laughs> we won't stop until everybody that we're responsible for is connected the way that it should be. So there's this innate immunity. That's the first immunity that we find in the body. Everybody shout number two. The second immunity is this, is adaptive immunity. Adaptive immunity. Let me define it. The second kind of protection is adaptive or active immunity, which develops throughout our lives. Everybody shout develops. Develops throughout our lives. Adaptive immunity develops as people are exposed to diseases or immunized against diseases through vaccination. In other words, adaptive immunity within the context of the body is the progressive strengthening of the system as is exposed to and fights through various situations and circumstances. In other words, it is built through exposure and experience. It's built through exposure and experience. So now, what's the body supposed to be? Is there a list? Is there an ideology, is there a thought process as to what the body is supposed to look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Romans 12, 9 through 18. Watch what Paul writes. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. In other words, have donut Sunday. Bless those who persecute you. Bless, that's the Greek. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. It means bring it down a notch. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. And then verse 18, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Come on, that's a good place to put your hands in. That's an amazing list. You didn't even know that was in there. Come on, show of hands. How many of you want to be a part of that? I, I, want, I want to be a part of that. 
That's that's the type of church I want to be a part of. The problem is that many times we're not growing in these areas. There is no adaptive immunity developing within the body because we fail to work through the exposure and the experience of certain things. Offense. Oh. Can I just tell you something? The body, the church, is like a recipe for offense. Like, look at all of you. <laughs> How could you not be offended? <laughs> this place is a house. You hear us talk about that a lot around here. It's a house. Have you ever, not been, in, have you ever been in your house and, and been offended before? There's, there's five of us that live in, in our house. And offense happens all the time. We have to work through. My, my son is offended. My daughter's offended. Our one-year-old's offended. <laughs> happens. We know when she's offended. Seriously. We try to feed her something. Ah! Ah! That's baby for I'm offended. <laughs> Offense is going to happen. The question is, is how do we deal with it? And is the church gaining and garnering adaptive immunity because we're now exposed to something that we have to process and work through. Because the problem is, is what we do so many times is the minute I'm offended, I'm gone. The minute I'm offended, I jump ship. The minute I'm offended, I don't want to be in relationship anymore. See, we love the grace message, don't we? Oh, we, we preach that message around here all the time. Grace, grace, grace. I love grace. Grace in the place. Until you have to apply grace. You're like, I don't know about grace. I love judgment, 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 judgment. We can't have adaptive immunity if we're unwilling to work through the things that cause it to grow. See, there's certain things that Erica and I don't, don't wrestle with anymore in our marriage. There are things that we would fight about and argue about, Right? have holy discussions about when we were younger. Now, 14 years into it, there's some things that we don't deal with anymore. That doesn't mean that our marriage is perfect. It's far from perfect. I'm still involved with it. Because <laughs> she's perfect. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. It just means that we've built some immunities within our house. That means certain things don't, don't frustrate us anymore. So adaptive immunity. This is the list that Paul gives us to say, hey, work on these things. Progress in these things. It means that when offense occurs, deal with it according to the list. When pain occurs, deal with it according to the list. When friction and letdown and doubt and insecurity employ this list of what the body should be. It helps us define what our immune system should look like and we adapt and we grow. And as we're exposed to pain, as we're exposed to frustration, as somebody says something weird in your table group, you just kind of back up a little bit and go, okay, we're going to exercise grace here. <laughs> this is adaptive immunity. But we've grown strong in certain areas because our immunity towards these things, Eric and I have. Because we've grown. The past things 
that cause us to be cynical and jaded and skeptical and hypersensitive to certain realities. As we've experienced those and endured those, hopefully we're progressing in our adaptive immunity. That we're growing and we're learning. And that we're becoming stronger for it. Come on, let's have give me a good amen this morning. We need adaptive immunity. The third one is this. Come on, everybody shout number three. Number three. The third thing is this, and I love this one, is passive immunity. Passive immunity. Let me explain. We'll, we'll define it once again. Passive immunity is, and I quote, borrowed from another source as it lasts for a short time. For example, antibodies in a mother's breast milk give a baby temporary immunity to disease the mother has been exposed to. This can help protect the baby against infection during the early years of childhood. This is why many moms try to continue breastfeeding for as long as possible. It's because the baby is borrowing something from the mother that the baby doesn't have the immune system to handle. <laughs> We've got to get this. We are a body. And because we're a body, there are certain things that I may need to borrow from you because I don't have the immunity to walk through it in this moment. See, I, mean, I may need to borrow your faith. I may need to borrow your courage. I may need to borrow your hope. I may need to borrow Kaisa's joy. I may need to borrow Seth's knowledge. I may need to borrow Dana's faith and Aaron's hope. I may need to borrow those things because there's times in my life where I'm deficient in some areas that my personal immune system hasn't built quite yet so I can lean on the shoulder of another and borrow something from them that I need for the situation that I'm facing. Sometimes I need to borrow Andrew's dance moves. This is how I find my battles. I don't know what is happening up here. <laughs> Why? Because we're better together. We're better together. Passive immunity is something that is gained from one another, from a person who's gone through something that maybe I've not experienced. There's young couples in here today. And you're going to be trying for a baby. And you may experience the worst pain that you've experienced ever before as you walk through that. Because the statistics don't lie. There's a moment that, that potentially someone's gonna lose that baby. And I know that's hard to say because we're faith people and everything like that, and I, I get that. We did it, we had it happen. But can I tell you something, instead of doing it alone, there's other parents in this house who have gone through and walked through the same exact thing. They know that pain, they know that discomfort, they know that hard place, and they say, okay, let me just sit with you, because we've walked through it, we've gained some faith through it, we've gained some hope through it, and while it doesn't take away the pain, I will sit with you in it. Some of us are walking through divorce right now. Some of us are walking through the breakdown of our marriages. Some of us are walking through extreme amounts of doubt and discouragement. Some of us are confused in the mind. We're dealing with anxiety and fear and depression and all those things. And can I tell you that so many times what we do is we pray to God to take it away. We say, God, just take this away. We want the, the answer for it. 
And he's like, I gave you the answer. It's Seth. Hey, bro. <laughs> no one was pumped about that. I need an answer. I gave you Sarah. Need an answer. Gave you Mitch. Need an answer. I gave you Kirsten. You have everything that you need to walk through what you're walking through right here. It's the body. It's the immune system. It's the people around us to do life with. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we walk through it. This is how we make it happen. This is the church. It's not an establishment of religion or a way of to-dos and to-don'ts. It is a body. It's a system. It's a working organism that says when we do it together, we're going to make it through to the other side. Listen to this. Stay standing. Come on. It's a place of faith right now. Exodus chapter 17, 8 through 16. This is at Reftim. Malak came and fought against Israel. Moses said to Joshua, select some of the men for us and go a fight against them out. Tomorrow I would stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. And Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Watch what happens, verse 11. While Moses, is, while Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. But whenever he put his hand down, Malak prevailed. And so when Moses' hands grew weary, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. And I don't know about you, but there's some people in this room this morning that you've been sitting down and your hands have been held, and you're in a moment where you're just like, I just want to drop my hands. I just want to point out, I can't fight this battle anymore. And I'm here to declare to you, I'm here to announce to you today that we're doing this together. We're lifting your hands and your hands and your hands.